Rabs. Welcome to today's first NARAB podcast. My name is Kim Smith-Moore. I am currently the chapter board chair of the NARAB organization. Let's first start off with defining what NARAB is, what NARAB stands for. It's the National Association of Real Estate Brokers. And today I'm going to be facilitating and also taking part in today's panel discussion. A little bit about NARAB. NARAB was founded in 1947. It's an equal opportunity and civil rights advocacy organization for African-American and real estate professionals, which includes brokerages, mortgage financing, appraising, land development, and home building. The purpose of NARAB is to enhance the economic improvement of its members and minority community. Let's dive right into the conversation, and I'd really like for you to meet our panelists for today's discussion. My first panelist to my right is Rochelle Taylor, and Rochelle is the Twin City founder of the Twin City NARAB chapter, um, and she's also a former board chair. Um, she's also a broker with Remax Results Simply Stole, Sold, excuse me, Realty Group, and the owner of Professional Real Estate Consultants. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Trent Bowman. And Trent Bowman was the uh, former president of NARAB Twin Cities. Trent is also vice president, community impact manager with Bremer Bank Mortgage. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. All right. And last but not least, we have Cameron Parquette. And Cameron is our current president of the Twin Cities NARAB chapter. Cameron is also U.S. Bank Mortgage Branch Manager. So welcome to today's conversation. Thank you. And I do want to add, into, in addition to these board members we have today, I'd like to mention the other board members um, that are a part of NARAB Twin City Chapter. Um, we have Jonette Cintron. We have Henry Rucker. We have Sharice Turner. We have Anna Smith, who is our secretary. We have George Grishan, who is vice chair. We have Lisa Carter. Lance Couch, Tiffany Phillips, who is our treasurer, and Rashida Shelton. So those are our other members of the board. Shout out to the board. Nothing that we do is possible without all the collaborative efforts. So thank you so much to those that are not here to represent us today. For sure. Thank you. Well, let's get started with our conversation. I'm very excited about being here and very excited about being a part of NARAB. I took on this role probably a few months ago, early in January as the chair. And I'll tell you that, you know, if you understand NARAB and you're going to hear a lot about the history of NARAB, you're going to hear about black history because black history is important, especially nowadays when they're trying to take away our black history, right? Black history is American history. So it's important that you know your history. And so we're here to bring you that history about the NARAB organization. And Rochelle, what better way to start is to have a conversation with you, the founder of NARAB Twin City Chapter, to talk about um, the history of NARAB. And so can you provide our listeners with the history of NARAB, how it came about, how you started this thing? Yes, my favorite story to tell. Um, so thank you, first of all, Kim, for, for being here and for being the chair now. I appreciate it. And it's so fun just to see where we are um, from starting this seven years ago to being able to do a podcast now, to be able to share this information that it lives online. Um, super exciting. So I started off... Um, 
I actually heard, um, Gabe, if you could put that um, the stats up. I actually heard on KMOJ uh, 2015, they were talking about um, the home ownership gap in Minnesota. And we have the largest home ownership gap in the country. Um, this is the stats for now. Um, but it's basically the same as it was in 2015. So I heard uh, Nika Constantino talking on KMOJ about that. And my first thought was, that's not accurate. They're lying. First thought, <laughs> they're lying. I own a house. Everybody I know owns a house. Like, mm -hmm. how could this be the case? Um, but I heard it and it made me angry. And I wasn't in real estate at the time. I was a stay-at-home mom in the suburbs with two kids. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, angry nonetheless. And so... I had just recently got my real estate license. I was at a, a real estate um, meeting at mm -hmm. SPAR, the St. Paul Association of Realtors, and uh, Johnny Lee was there. Um, another, uh, I think he's a realtor and he's in title. And he was talking about ARIA. And ARIA is the Asian uh, Real Estate Association. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me about it and he was telling me that NARAB is what is the equivalent for the black community, um, that it was a trade organization and that I should look it up if I wanted to uh, look into starting a chapter here. So I'm angry and now I have some direction. So I did that. I looked it up, um, found out what NARAB was when it was established. Um, because I was new to real estate, I really didn't know anybody to go to. So I started off with Mike Spicer, um, was a broker in the Twin Cities for a long time, um, had his own brokerage. I reached out to him and said, here's the situation, here's what I wanna do, what do you think? And he was familiar with NARAB. He had been to a national convention previously and had even thought about starting his own chapter, um, but didn't for a variety of reasons. So he was on board. Um, I asked him who else I should reach out to. He told me to reach out to Julia Israel. Julia Israel has been a a uh, realtor and a broker for years. Uh, her and I both got our licenses when we were 18. Um, so I reached out to her and I just kept going like that. And I had a notebook in my car that I would call somebody and say, here's what I wanna do. Do you, are you interested? Would you do this with me? And who else should I call? And I'd get another phone number and I'd write that down in my book. Um, and I just kept going around and calling whoever I could and asking, would you do this with me? Do you want to participate? Um, so I got a few people together. Uh, Charmaine um, Russell is another person that was really instrumental in, in helping get started. Nikki uh, Knuckles was helpful in getting started initially. Um, so we had that little crew. Uh, and that's how NARAV got started. We started with very little um, meeting where we could, and we grew it from there. That's pretty significant. It sounds like you really just started a movement here in the Twin City area. We were trying. That's what we that's what we tried to do. Yeah. And it's it took a little while, but it snowballed. And the Twin Cities had never had a NARAB. It's NARAB's national, but there was never a chapter here in the Twin City area. Yes. NARAB is national, uh, established in 1947. Mm -hmm. So places that had um, a greater Black population right. had a greater... Um, had a greater significance for NARAB. Uh, and so, yeah, we didn't have one here. So bringing the chapter here was significant. And because we have this huge gap, the idea was if we had more trusted professionals mm -hmm. that look like us to go to when you're trying to get approved for a loan or just when you have questions, um, that if we had that opportunity, that more people would come and do that. 
And just in the years of having this, I think that we've shown that that is the case. Great, great. Quick question for you. So I hear NARAB calls, the members call themselves Realtors. Yes. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about how that name got started, where it came from? Yes. So by being a member of um, of NARAB, you become a Realtist. By being a member of NAR, the National Association of Realtors, you're a Realtor. Most people that are practicing real estate are realtors. Mm -hmm. However, we were not able to be a part of NAR. In 1947, we were not able to be a part of NAR. Um, and for years later, we weren't able mm -hmm. to be realtors. Mm -hmm. So that was why Realtist was established, so that we could still sell real estate, have a license, but we had to create our own trade association. That's pretty significant, I think. I don't know if you guys want to weigh into that because that's, you know, when I first heard that and found out it was like, why wouldn't I be a part of this organization, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Rochelle, I just wanted to circle back to your anger. And I would I would add for me, when, when my eyes kind of opened, it was embarrassment, like being a, a young black professional in the mortgage business and looking around and realizing like, hey, I represent something now that hasn't been fair to people that look mm -hmm. like me. And, and I remember when, that kind of dawned on me. And um, it, it's crazy because in Minnesota, we, we get the term Minnesota nice. Mm -hmm. uh, we're known for having some of the best uh, colleges and universities and school systems in the country. Um, you know, we've got high paying jobs, again, educated people. You would think that uh, we would be at the top mm -hmm. of, of uh, black home ownership, but we're not. And, uh, you know, for me, that that was very embarrassing as a black professional when that that came to light. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Trent, do you want to weigh in what you thought of when you first heard of NARAB organization? And Yeah, I was excited, you know, when I first heard. And I, I've been in this business for over 20 years and never even heard of NARAB. Mm -hmm. So not only was I excited, but I was also embarrassed, you know, for somebody uh, who started off as a processor, underwriter, et cetera, et cetera. And even with the circle of individuals that I worked with, um, even back in the good old days uh, when we had Emmy and we had some of the uh, Chachoa, the cross culture uh, cross cultural homeowners alliance group, we never even heard of NARAB. It never yeah. even crossed our path. Mm -hmm. So when I heard about it, and you know, immediately, you know, I wanted I wanted to be in. So again. I was excited about it, but then, you know, as I've gotten older and been a part of it, you know, kind of a little embarrassed because we didn't know about it even in the past. So mm -hmm. it's, 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 you got to give kudos to Rochelle and the group and the original team that, that brought this chapter here and how it's growing today. And it's, it's still exciting. And it's the, the future is just, it's, it's incredible and it's going to be uh, outstanding. Definitely. Go ahead. I was just going to say the idea again of, of starting it, we were just talking about before we got on of starting things and being in basements. Um, we started off and our first meeting was at Neon um, in like the back room of Neon because can we just use it, please? Because we don't have any money, pretty please. Um, and watching all of the different people that have stepped in um, new to their career in real mm -hmm. estate in any different avenue of real estate and watching those people be able to come and have someplace comfortable to be, mm -hmm. to have trusted people that they can ask about how to grow their business and what to do next. Mm -hmm. I love seeing um, the huge meetings that we have and the huge events that we have that are consumer uh, facing to see just what has grown mm -hmm. um, because it, 
yeah, it had, I feel like it had very little to do with me and way more to do with everybody else that's come along since. Right, right. It's very well, exciting. Well, if you know anything about Black history, we have a way of making things happen. We do. We have a way of making innovation and being creative. We have a yeah. way, and really thank you for yeah. really helping really make the do the movement and mm -hmm. pull this together. Yeah, and thank you to our sponsors. As, as Rochelle just mentioned, I mean, we went from basically begging for space to now we have... <laughs> Uh, very gracious sponsors that are honored to have our meetings there. And, mm -hmm. and that's that just shows the growth of this chapter over the last few years. Yeah, yeah. you've really grown since when did you start at the Twin City chapter in 2015, 2015, okay. 2015. Okay. Um, and yeah, it, 2015. And like 2015. I said, it snowballed. So thinking about how many people didn't know about NARAB, even within the Twin Cities right. for years after I would talk to people and they'd say, what? I, I don't know about that. I've never mm -hmm. heard of it. And I'm like, we, we're doing all of these things. How haven't you heard? Mm -hmm. um, but it just takes time to, yeah. to allow it to grow organically. Um, and so, again, it's, it's fun to see that happen. Great, great. Okay. Well, you know what? We're really here to talk about NARAP. Mm -hmm. And we're here to talk about the past, right? Mm -hmm. And we're here to talk about the current. And we're here to talk about the future. And we have Trent Bowman here. And Trent Bowman was a past president of the NARAP Twin City chapter. And, and, and Trent, what I'd like you to share is um, the mission of the NARAP organization. Sure. Thank you. And as a employee of Bremer, our mission is kind of collaborates what NARAB's mission is. You know, our purpose is to cultivate thriving communities. You know, it's purpose uh, that is closely held by each of the employees inspired by the immigrant uh, founders um, that we hold, you know, that, that we have a strong belief in. Mm -hmm. But also NARAB is about empowering our communities, you know, to increase home ownership through education, financing, and other resources. Great. You know, one of the things that I heard is uh, democracy and housing. You know, and that, you know, that message is just, it, it resonates with me, you know, because we need to have democracy and housing. We need to have fair opportunities. We need to be, you know, educated. And as the past president, you know, that was probably one of the things that I tried to hang on to, you know, mm -hmm. getting our you know, our community uh, uh, credit empowerment, you know, you know, we use the, we hear the word literacy all the time, you know, but I, I always wanted to focus on empowerment, you know, getting our community uh, power so they understand the power. So that was kind of one of my missions uh, as the uh, former president. Oh, that's great. Great. Let me ask you a question. What inspired you, Trent, to be a part of NARAP? What inspired you, like your first meeting and what really grabbed you? What what kept you going? Like I said, it was the, the first meeting I went to. It was at the uh, off the of Lake Street in the Calhoun. Um, and I just seeing all these wonderful people, you know, people, these black people. Yeah. yeah let's that, just, let's know, call it. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah that, that looked like me. That, yes. were, that was in the That's industry. Important. Yeah, That's important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were, you know, they had the same mission that I had. Uh, they wanted the same results. You know, they wanted home ownership for black people. They wanted uh, products and programs. They wanted to educate the mm -hmm. community uh, about products and programs. You know, they wanted to dispel the myths, you know, in home ownership uh, mm -hmm. in the community. They were, you know, just seeing a group of people, black people that were furious about the redlining and the covenants in the past and keeping us on the outside. And now we have an organization or an organization was being created so we can play in the game. And that's that's what excited me. You know, we're in the game now. So let's yeah. play. 
you know, and now we're coming to really make a difference. And not only are we coming to make a difference, but we're also coming to educate the community and let them know that home ownership is at your fingertip mm -hmm. if you want it. All of these professionals in this organization, they're here to help and support. And that's one of the things that excited me. Yeah, yeah. I can I can feel that excitement within you, Trent. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a great thing. You mm -hmm. know, I think that I got in this business, right, to provide tools and resources to people, right? If people don't have the right tools and resources, they can't do nothing, right? right? If mm -hmm. you're trying to build a house and you don't have a hammer or no nails, right? You can't do much. And I really um, found, found that this organization, NARAB, our organization, really provides those tools and resources. Mm -hmm. So I encourage you, if you don't know anything about NARAB, come find out, give us a call and we'll be pro providing you with that information a bit later, okay? All right? Absolutely. And Trent, I love that you, you said we're, we're in the game now. And we always talk about the importance of education and, and we term that as learning to play the game. How are we, how do we accelerate our skill level? So we're the best players on the right. court, right? We're here now. It's on us to take advantage of that. Let's educate ourselves. Let's, let's seize this opportunity and, and close this home ownership gap. Great. Great. So we talked about the past. Mm -hmm. We talked about the present. Let's talk a little bit about the future of NARAB. That sounds exciting, right? Mm -hmm. And so here we have Cameron. He's our current uh, president of NARAB Twin City Chapter. Let me just ask you a question. Um, what inspired you, Cam, to be a part of NARAB? And, and also, what was that first meeting like? Yeah, so, you know, actually for me, it, it was just being a, a young mortgage professional. I got into retail mortgage and I was trying to expand my network. Uh, I mentioned before, I didn't see a lot of people that look like me. So I actually had uh, a manager that was responsible for really pushing me outside my comfort zone. And this is back in the times where, you know, going to these large networking events and meetings, it wasn't really in my wheelhouse. I was a number cruncher. I wanted to sit mm. at the desk and you know, do loan files and work one-on-one. -on -one. But uh, this individual motivated me and said, hey, go go check out this NARAB meeting. And I said, you know, what the hell is NARAB? <laughs> and I looked into it and, and my first thought, to be completely honest, was, okay, she just wants me to go to this because I'm a black loan officer. Um, and that was my ignorance at the time. But I'm thankful to her that I got that motivation to go. And actually, um, salute to, to Nikki Wright, Nikki Knuckles, uh, who worked for the same organization at the time, shot me a message and said, hey, I heard you're going to the meeting. And that that's kind of how I got in there. Uh, that first meeting was was interesting and eye opening for me. So I came in, I sat in the back of the room, you know, it, it was a very welcoming environment and I just seen black excellence there. There were some other shades in there, too, but mainly black excellence and I remember just hearing the conversations and the first thing I thought is I don't have anything to tell these folks. Like I don't, I, I'm just trying to learn the mortgage game. I don't, I barely know that, let alone the advocacy and, you know, the, the fair housing stuff that they're talking about. But um, I learned over the years I learned and kept coming back and, you know, here we are today and, and we're growing this thing together. So uh, these two individuals were, were in that room as well for my first meeting. So that's that's kind of how it went. Um, so my my inspiration was was motivated by my my sales leadership team. But at the end of the day, just pursuing people that look like me in the business was was something I wanted to see. Great, great. Can I ask a quick question? You sure can. Because I love that story. <laughs> um, yeah. When you came, so you talked about not having been in those environments or stepping into that boardroom. So stepping into that boardroom that's full of black people when you first started. How do you think that shifted your frame of mind around 
lending, period, about being a loan originator and, and working in the spaces that you're in. And not to put you on front, but when you first told this story, you mentioned your stature, too, walking into spaces. <laughs> yep, yep. So, you know, for in, in the retail business, I'll talk about the stature, too. In the retail business, you know, you use every trick in the book to build relationships. And one of the oldest tricks for a loan officer is to walk into uh, real estate brokerages. Well, when you're, you know, a, a large albeit extremely handsome black man, you can't just walk into all, right. all white spaces and be, <laughs> yes. be invited. So for me to walk into that room and see people that look like me that were in the business, some on, on the uh, real estate side, others on the mortgage side, that told me, okay, I have a place to go as a black professional where I can have conversations that I'm not able to have with my sales leadership or peers on my team, because yes, we're, we all have similar struggles with getting business, but my struggle is is a little bit different just based on our environment. So when you think about our black home ownership rate, there's not a lot of black homeowners to work with if, if you look at it that way. So um, being able to go to that support system and, and help uh, get different ideas and, you know, build myself up and see people that I could look up to, like, you know, the Trent Bowmans of the world that were already way ahead in their career and, and kind of took me under their wing. It was a blessing. It was it was the best decision I made in my my mortgage career for sure. That's great. That's and great. Can I just add, um, Cameron is a silent giant champion, silent killer. You know, and, uh, <laughs> and and I remember when he came to the first meeting, and he gradually every meeting after meeting he built confidence. I seen his confidence uh, rise. Um, I seen his motivation get stronger. I seen his his ability to lead and want to lead. So when I knew when my term was coming to a close, you know, you know, I, I, you know, him and I had that conversation and I said, Hey man, you're the, you're the future. You're the next president. And I'm, I, I was very proud to be able to pass that torch on to him and just seeing the job that he's doing. You know, I always like to say, you know, when I took the, on the, uh, the president and our sponsorship dollars were like at about four or five grand. And, um, and you know, when I left, we, we had a little bit more, mm -hmm. uh, but this gentleman and his team, you know, has, has taken it to another level and he needs to be thanked and he needs to, he needs to get his flowers and why we're here uh, and keep doing the good work that you're doing because you are really taking NARAB to probably the vision that Rochelle and the original team thought it could be and now it's no longer a thought it is it's a is it's a thing and, you know so keep doing what you're doing we still need that building though but <laughs> but beyond that yeah you're doing way more than i than i really expected thank Beautiful. you and and i want to i want to just solidify this to the potential members or the young professionals yeah. that are out there use my story as motivation you do not have to be in the know to come to a meeting just wow. be your best self come with the heart to serve be ready to learn, hear different opinions. And if this is, if this work calls you, you're going to have every opportunity to grow within our space. So yeah. uh, we didn't all show up as perfectly polished professionals. Right. We're still not, we're still getting better every day. Exactly. We learn from each other. You do not have to be anybody, you know, any mm -hmm. specific job role to come check us out. We, we want to attract those young professionals and, and give back. I want to be able to hear stories of, uh, people that I motivated to come to their first meeting and now they're doing, you know, bigger and better things and they've brought the chapter along with them. So come, come check us out. 
For sure. Yeah. Love that. And I love the comments that you guys made because I think that, um, Cam, you've really elevated the organization. Um, you really, truly have. I'm going to ask a couple things, comments that you made. You said support system. I thought that was great because NARAB is a support system. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the field or you're thinking about getting in the field, definitely um, come check us out, right? Mm -hmm. Come check us out and find out and learn from others that have already walked some of the paths that you may be going down. So another thing that you had mentioned about you, you said that you came to expand your network. And I just want to stay on that for a moment because um, if a list, someone's listening or listening audience are thinking, oh, I'll come be a part of this because I want to expand my network. I think that's 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 a good thing, but that's really not the priority. Right. And I would just like any of you to share what is really the priority? Is it expanding the network? If somebody wants to be a part of NARAB, is it really expanding their network or is it more than that? I So part of the thought when when it was created was. In my anger, I knew that there were already organizations that were doing the work to close this gap, right? Mm -hmm. As always is the case. Mm -hmm. I didn't know those people and I didn't know what they were doing. Um, but the idea was that NARAB would be um, the, the center of the spoke of a wheel, right? Mm -hmm. And the people would have been the individuals that were part of different organizations. Mm -hmm. The idea being that if we lean into any initiative, any idea, there's power in that. So to be able to have an individual that's a part of their organization, whatever mm -hmm. it is, come back to NARAB and say, hey, here's what this organization is doing. Mm -hmm. Do we want to lean into this? We need more bodies to show up at this, um, to be present. There was value in that. And that was part of the original idea of NARAB. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about expanding our network, I think that we can't do any good works in the community without having collaboration and partners. Mm -hmm. This wouldn't be here if we didn't have you, Kim, that wrote the run. We wouldn't have this if Cameron wasn't here doing the things that we have something to talk about. We wouldn't be here if Trent wasn't here that established the commercial partners that we have. Mm -hmm. So to be able to network and expand that network I think that we have to do that if we're going to be serving our community. And if we're going to be serving our community, not in one specific way, but in a holistic way, because we're looking at our community, not just to get them in houses, but to get you in a house, because a house is how you build wealth in this country. That's how we have built wealth historically in this country. Um, it's about not just having the house to build wealth, but how does that actually work? What mm -hmm. is equity? How mm -hmm. do we save? How do we plan? Mm -hmm. We won't get Trent start talking about uh, credit, but how do we establish credit? Mm -hmm. How do we do these things? And so having the network allows you to be able to reach out and solve one person's problem mm -hmm. by reaching out to 10 different people to say, I have this individual that has an issue. Mm -hmm. Can you help? No. Who should I call? Mm -hmm. It's how NARAB was started. NARAB Twin Cities was started mm -hmm. by reaching out to individuals. So I think that there is um, it's part and parcel of the whole thing. You become a part of it to learn, certainly not bringing information necessarily, mm -hmm. but come to learn, come to be open, come to be receptive, mm -hmm. come to be a around uh like-minded people, come mm -hmm. to be around people that doesn't matter your stature or your deep voice. Nobody cares. We not, we're not looking at you like that. We're not intimidated. Is that a shot at, at my voice? Or maybe it mine? Was a, it was a very white linebacker whole thing. Um, but but so that's the reason, right? It's So yes, networking is a part of it. Mm -hmm. 
because we can't be successful professionals without that. Right. It's also something that we haven't had historically because we haven't had the ability to be a part of these um, these professions, realtors, lenders, working in banks, women or black people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we don't have the networks. We didn't have the networks to be able to talk to other business owners and learn mm-hmm. um, like other communities have. So networking is a part. Networking is a part because it helps us get to the end. Thank you. And I, I want to flip the question and, and just say what you're not coming to do. This is not uh, BNI. No disrespect. You're not coming to track how many deals you got. You're coming with a heart to serve because you're you're a like minded professional and you care about this work. It's it's bigger than, you know, your pipeline and yes. you know what your stats are. Um, do not do not come into this organization talking about how much business you got. If you're talented and you're good at what you do and you value relationships, yes, you will you will grow your business. But that's not why you're coming in. I used uh, to pe- stand up and ask people to leave if that was what they were doing. Yep, and people, <laughs> people that do that, there's no way to hide it. You know, you're gonna you're gonna come in, you're gonna fizzle out, and and that's it. And that's really a shame because we have so much talent out there, and we need. This this organization only goes as far as our volunteer efforts. And again, yes, we're going to do business together, but we're serving the community. There's going to be things that that you do that you don't get paid for, but they're just the right thing to do and they need to be done. Yes. Thank you so much, because that's the direction that I was trying to go. I think that if you're trying to build your business, this ain't the place for you. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're about being a part of community and making a difference, then we embrace you. Right. And your business will get built. Definitely. And and the networking opportunities will definitely be there. So that's really important. Hey, hey, Cam, I want to ask you a question. Um, What things are you currently working on with NARAB? Yeah, we got we got a ton of stuff going on. Um, Really, really since coming in, we've taken a, a deeper focus on financial education, specifically home stretch. And what we've done is we've partnered with some great local organizations, some great local nonprofits that have already be, been doing this educational work in the black community. And we said, hey, we have the same mission. Let's sponsor these home stretch classes to give, uh, you know, that potential black home buyer that extra motivation to go and learn something, learn from uh, folks that have been in this business for a long time. So I uh, just want to want to give a quick salute to our nonprofit partners that we're sponsoring Homestretch with uh, PRG. We've got PPL, Henry Rutgers Group over there, Urban League and Model City. So uh, thank you so much for Definitely. collaborating with us. And we have to give a shout out to the Home Ownership Center. And the Great HLC, I, I know you're going to, I know you're going to plug, <laughs> plug that in. So, um, the HLC definitely. So great work there. Um, not only is it, is it focused on consumer education, but we also launched the train, the trainer, which is our way of developing talent and getting professionals that want to teach home stretch. We train them how to do that. They get to go and hear, you know, Trent and, and Henry and George give that class and then they can learn. So we're not just throwing them out to, to the wolves. We want to make sure we're providing quality education when we're putting people out there. So uh, we've leveraged that to, again, get consumers ready for home ownership, but also get professionals comfortable being in that spotlight and, you know, being able to share their knowledge. So uh, we've got that going on. We're also um, advocating for two different bills right now, the financial literacy bill for high school students. Uh, That's a big deal. We want to make sure kids are getting exposed to these conversations and talking about debt, talking about credit before they're adults. And uh, they're making mistakes that we've all made. You know, I, a, a kid should not be graduating from high school and learning about finance when they're filling out a student loan yeah. application. It just we need to make sure we're doing a better job of that. Um, I know for a fact I never had 
any type of financial education outside of, you know, using an expensive calculator. We really couldn't afford to do math problems. I uh, never did that since graduating, but I'm certainly doing taxes. I'm certainly looking at credit card balances. I'm making financing decisions, trying to figure out how to leverage financing. Those are things we need to be talking about. So uh, we're supporting that. We're also supporting the uh, the first generation home buyer uh, bill as well to create more opportunities for people of color to buy homes. And, and that's important when we're, we're talking about closing the uh, the wealth gap, home ownership is really the foundation of that. So those are a couple things we're working on. And then of course, uh, I would be uh, I would be making a terrible mistake to not call out the 2023 Twin Cities Diversity Home Ownership Fair, mm-hmm. NARAB Twin Cities in collaboration with the other minority trade organizations, ARIA, um, the Alliance, and also NAREP. We're bringing together our second edition of that home ownership fair. It's focused on getting you ready to buy a home. So you can come out, uh, you can bring your kids out. We'll have daycare there. We'll have a soccer clinic, but mainly it's it's to get that education and give you confidence so you can go out and buy a home and have long-term success in home ownership. When is that happening? That's May 20th, and that'll be at the uh, New Millennium Academy, which is a Hmong immersion school out there in uh, Brooklyn Center. So okay. it'll be a great, great day. Come out and, and check us out. And are you still looking for sponsors? We are still looking for sponsors. Hey, they're still looking. There's still time. Absolutely. Sponsors, right. uh, vendors, and volunteers. So all, all hands on deck. Okay, most definitely. All right. So, Cam, you just came back from a trip to San Diego. Correct. And it was with NARAB. National NARAB had their midwinter conference. Correct. Would you like to share some of your learnings with us? Absolutely. So I had the pleasure of going out to almost sunny San Diego. The weather was... Uh, was unusual, so I must have brought that with me. But uh, essentially, the the national organization they host two big conferences a year. You got your midwinter, which is going to fall in February, and then you've got the bigger uh, annual event that's going to happen in August. So this one again was in San Diego, and really the the theme, of course, is networking. That's a big part of it. Getting out there and seeing black excellence on an extreme level, seeing people that are running organizations that have changed. Uh, the way laws work in their real estate communities, uh, back where they come from, just getting that exposure and being able to bounce different ideas on not how to do more transactions. Of course, you'll get some education to build your business, but how do I build my chapter? What can I bring back to grow this mission back in Minnesota? So um, networking is always a big thing, but uh, the two other things that that are really eye-opening when you go to these conferences is uh, sacrifice. And when you you get out there and you get to hear the past national presidents from way back in the day talk about the things they went through and what they had to do and how they had to finesse just to get their seat at the table, it really makes makes me feel responsible to come back home and and put on for that and represent that and keep building and not take a step back because uh, these folks have put in so much time and energy and just have given their all for the service of the community, specifically the black community. Um, so sacrifice is, is a big deal. And again, you're, you're seeing uh, some of these folks they are in the twilight years and they still, they get up, they put their suit on, they come out and they're not gaining anything from it. All they're doing is giving, they're giving mm-hmm. back to uh, the young professionals like myself who have traveled uh, some, some folks who can't barely afford to travel, but they made it. And, they get something out of it and they can go home and grow. So uh, there's that. And then the last theme is just having our house in order. And that's really twofold. That's being a better professional. So whether that's making sure if, if you're a, you know, 
self-employed that you have the right business entity, you're doing your taxes the right way, but it's also on the consumer side when we're talking about financial literacy and the importance of home ownership and, and, you know, credit and different things like that. So it's a, it's a wealth of knowledge and it's always beneficial to go out there. And we, we always, as a board, um, push our members to attend that and improve themselves. Well, that's great. It sounds like it was a great conference. And I take it you guys have been to other conferences in the past years. Yeah, I have. Most definitely. So as we wrap up, what I'd like to do is let's talk a little bit about the future of NARAB. And what do you see? And, and Rochelle, let's start with you. What do you see the future of NARAB? What is it looking like to you? A building. Um. <laughs> Brick, it sounds like brick, been, I think there's brick and mortar on yeah, here, I've brick been, and mortar. Somewhere. I've been wanting to buy a building for NARAB for since 2015. Um, you know, I'm excited um, about doing more education for individuals, um, talking about keeping your house in order. Um, given any amount of time, I'm going to go off on a tangent about finances and um, budgeting and business. Uh, so making sure that we're uh, creating that opportunity and showing people how to do that mm -hmm. and that it's not difficult, that you don't need to pay somebody to do it. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a matter of how you're managing your life. I'd like to see more people doing that for their businesses, for their households, just managing money, planning for the future and, and having a way of doing that. Um, and I think that we're doing that in our um, home ownership events that we do in the classes that we provide mm -hmm. in doing this podcast now um, are all things that are going to take us down that path. That's great. Knowledge is so important. Knowledge if you is don't everything. know, the thing is, if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. And you don't even know what to ask. And we, we learned that from doing homebuyer consults mm -hmm. that people yeah. will say, I don't even know enough to know what I should ask. Right. And so giving people that information, yes, allows mm -hmm. you to make a clearer future, mm -hmm. decide what you want to do and have it not feel so overwhelming and so out of reach. Mm -hmm. If you can see people around you that are doing it and you can have a very clear path of, you don't need to wonder. You don't yeah, need to guess. Yeah, I'll yeah. just tell you yeah, one yeah. step in front of the other. Yeah. I, I think NARAB will provide you or get, put, point you in the direction where the tools or resources are, right? Yes. Because I think that um, a lot of Blacks are conditioned to rent. Yes. Right? They they have a history of renting. They're, they're not, their mothers, fathers, grandparents yes. never owned a property. Yeah. So they're just conditioned to rent. Yeah. I like how you said you make it simple, make right? Make it simple. Because they think it's, it's hard to own a home. But yes. it's if you have the right tools and resources, you can do anything. Yes. When I tell people in the consults that from the time that I always use this weekend, if we write an, a contract this weekend, you'll be closing 30 days from now. So you'd be closing at the end of March. You'd be moving the end mm -hmm. of March. 3% mm -hmm. um, down. People still think that they need 20% down to buy a house. You need 3%. One of those myths, right? We yeah. talk about those myths. And it's just as easy or, or the money that you're putting in can be the same as first lesson security deposit for rent. But yes, people don't think about it. If it's not in your wheelhouse, if it's not what you do, it's, it's foreign. Right. And so we're trying to simplify that. Right. right. No, that's great. Trent Bowman, what do you see in terms of the future of NARAP, or what would you like to see? I'd like to see the continued partnerships, you know, building the relationships, the members, the active members that are members now, bring, bring somebody, bring a friend. Um, we can only grow unless we have the numbers. Um, I like to see more participation 
you know, from individuals who don't feel they have a platform, but they do have a platform. Mm -hmm. Cameron can only do so much and the current board can only do so much. This thing has to turn over every two years, right? So we need to have more people get involved with NARAB. These gentlemen and these uh, ladies who started NARAB back in 1947 had a vision, mm -hmm. democracy and housing. Right. Mm -hmm. And in order for us to expand that democracy and housing, we need our brothers and sisters to come out. Mm -hmm. We need our brothers and sisters to partner and build relationships. We need our nonprofit uh, partners uh, to continue to work with them, uh, mm -hmm. to continue to teach the first time homebuyer classes, to expand on financial empowerment and credit empowerment, uh, managing your money, et cetera, et cetera. That's that's my vision. That's mm -hmm. what I see this young man next to me building, you know, mm -hmm. build, continue to build this chapter, build those relationships. So anyone who's listening to the sound of my voice, come to the next all member meeting, get involved. You know, we can we can all be armchair quarterbacks and talk about what NARAB isn't doing. Mm -hmm. How about getting in the game and come help us do what we need to do to make our founding fathers and mothers proud Same of time. this chapter? Love mm -hmm. it, love it, love it. I love that because it, it takes a village, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, it takes all of us. And mm -hmm. we need to all collaborate and partner to really continue to build up mm -hmm. and to continue to elevate NARAB. Um, our current president, Cam, I'm going to ask you the same question. And um, what do you see? What is your vision? What do you see the future of NARAB? And then ending that, um, can you just tell us if a person is wanting to get connected with NARAB, how do they go about doing that? Definitely, definitely. Well, these two, you know, pretty much stole my thunder. That's that's all amazing <laughs> stuff. But um, I would say for, for us as a chapter, just continuing to strengthen our position as being the, the voice of the black home buyer in the Twin Cities and also the voice of the black real estate professional in the Twin Cities. Um, you know, we're, we are more established in the professional circle, right, because they've heard of NARAB now. They work with people that work with us. But on the consumer and on, you know, your everyday person that's not in the business, we want mm -hmm. them to hear NARAB and, and understand, hey, that's that's for me. They're fighting for me. That's a, a trusted resource I can go to if I want to get connected with, you know, a, the right professional to get me into a home. If I need to get connected with the right organization to improve my financial situation, whatever it may be, we want to continue to establish ourselves as being the, the voice for our community. And, you know, Trent really hit it out the park, um, the partnerships and, and aligning with people, but it's really about new talent. Like, how do we get, how, how do we grow and how do we do big and better? We need to get new ideas. We need to give that platform to, you know, the next up and comer, just like uh, the board did for me back in the day. So that that's really what it's all about. Uh, if, if you want to, to check us out, it, we make it as easy as possible. Uh, you can always go to our website, narabtc.com. You can see our full calendar of events we got going on. Um, I would say come to a networking happy hour. They're free. You don't have to know anybody. You don't have to register. Just look at the calendar, figure out where it's at. Come check us out. Bring your coworkers with you, whatever it may be. Um, show up to our all-member meeting. You're always welcome to come check a few all-member meetings out before you join so you can get the, the vibe. Again, I talked about the uh, Diversity Homeownership Fair. Just come check out our events. Uh, you can even go to one of those local home stretches and you'll be able to connect with uh, with talented people that represent our chapter. So maybe you can kill two birds with one stone, get your home buyer education on and, you know, do some networking and get involved with NARAB. So 
there is no shortage of opportunities to participate. Definitely. I think that's great. And we'll share some information on the diversity fair for people to get connected to that. But, but in terms of my, what I'm seeing, the future focus of the organization, um, I think it's everything that everybody said, right? But I think that, you know, it's about community, right? And it's about the black community and it's about the disparities, addressing the disparities. And, you know, the, the stuff happened a, a long time ago and it's not good. Everybody knows that we don't have to talk about it, but let's talk about the future, right? And I think the future is promising. There's things that, that NARAB is doing, other organizations are doing that are partnering together to really try to move the needle on this home ownership thing for Blacks in Minnesota. And I think that home ownership is possible. And I think that NARAB provides those right resources and tools. I think NARAB is a bunch of the subject matter experts, right? And I think that's important. And I think if anybody wants to get connected, get connected with the right people, get connected to the subject matter experts in the real estate field. And NARAB is the place to go, right? And the thing is, you don't have to be black to be a part of NARAB, right? Um, you can be any color, any diversity is welcome. But it's all about promoting home ownership in the black community. And that's very important. Yeah. And I, I just want to add, like, look at look at our, our legacy and kind of the stigma of, of the black community in Minnesota since George Floyd's murder. Um, you know, there's been a lot of attention. We've got a microscope. So what are we known for nationally when when, uh, you know, black folks from out of state? They used to say, oh, I didn't know there was black folks in Minnesota. Sure. And right. then after they seen a right. black man get murdered on live television and we've had some other similar stories. They're like, okay, that's not the place to be if, if uh, you know, you're a black individual or you're a black family. So then you combine that with the home ownership, right? Like, let's take pride in our communities. Let's let's change this and make this a more equi equitable place for uh, people of color to live. Not just yeah. black folks, but yeah. anybody. It shouldn't matter if, you know, you're doing the right things. You got your situation in order. You should have a place in this state. And we need yeah. to take ownership of that and. Uh, again, make sure our house is in order, but also do what we can to pull the rest of the community up as well. Yeah, yeah, it's so much more. And it's a good place to live, you know, and it's still affordable. Mm -hmm. I think if you look at affordability rates, mm -hmm. I mean, it's still affordable place to live. Yes. So yes. I think that's a good thing. All right. So um, what I want to mention to everybody is this is just the first of many podcasts that we have upcoming. We're going to have some podcasts on market conditions, establishing your credit, want to get your credit right. You come here, um, estate planning, talking about wills and trusts. So, um, you know, really the main purpose of NARAB and our podcast that we're having is to work to establish wealth. And I think Rochelle definitely said that it's about establishing wealth in the black community. And I think that's very important for NARAB and important that we share that information with the listening audience. So thank you so much for attending Rochelle, Trent, Cameron. We really appreciate you and uh, looking forward to the next podcast. Yes. I love Absolutely. it. Thank you very much. Thank you.